Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right now we're going to talk about housing. And in the city of Vancouver, there is, you know, a lot of talk about getting developments done and, and kind of buildings built. And yet in some areas, seems to be kind of slow, right? Just not happening. Look at the Little Mountain development. 15 years, nothing. With the city arguing with the developer, Holborn Properties, about the pace of things. Well, that same developer actually also owns a building called Dunsmere House downtown that is the center of discussion about why it has been empty for the last 10 years. So what is going on here? Well, Jen St. Denis has been writing about this, civic reporter for the Taiyi.ca, who joins us now. Jen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Simi. What is Dunsmere House? So Dunsmere House, it's a really recognizable building in downtown Vancouver. Um, If you've spent any time down there, especially if you've been around the library kind of area, um, it's it's right at Dunsmere and, oh, geez, the cross street. It's either Homer or... Um, Seymour, I think. So it's it's got these three kind of pillars. Um, or it's three like blocks that are connected on the bottom. So it's it's sort of brown brick and it's really massive. It almost takes up like a kind of a quarter of the block. Okay, and it has been empty for quite some time. Why is that? Yeah, well, the uh, the story is that um, it was used as you know, first of all, it was a fancy hotel when it was first built in 1907. Um, and then like a lot of buildings kind of went through like a war, the war period in World War II, where it was actually used for war purposes to actually house merchant seamen. Um, and then in 1949, though, the uh, government who owned it at the time um, sold it to the Salvation Army. And so for five decades, it was sort of this really important part of Vancouver's social safety net. It provided housing for um, specifically for single men. And it did that really continuously for five decades. But by the end of the 90s, um, the Salvation Army, you know, obviously the building was aging at that point, um, and they actually wanted to sell it. And they wanted to build a new building, Belkin House, which is sort of a few blocks away now, and it's a new building that's um, owned by the Salvation Army. And so they ended up selling it to, first of all, um, this couple, uh, Jeff and Tanya Hughes, who owned a bunch of other SROs. And uh, they ran it as a student hostel for a while, like a a hostel for kind of international students just for a few years. But then in 2006, it was sold again to Holborn. And they're known as the developer that, as you mentioned, owns a little mountain site. They're also known in Vancouver for building the what was called um, the Trump Hotel Vancouver, which I'm sure you remember all the controversy about that. Um, And so it's kind of confusing, though, like why it, it was briefly like leased by BC housing to house homeless people in 2009 that ended in 2013. The building was in just such rough shape at that time that they just couldn't continue to do that. And it just, obviously they were just leasing it. So it wasn't really, didn't make sense to fix it up because they didn't own the building. And so since 2013, it has just been completely vacant and boarded up. Um, And Holborn says that they've been trying to go back and forth with the city with redevelopment plans, but the city has just not really been, it sounds like the city's just not been satisfied with what they've been submitting. So then why doesn't like something like the empty homes tax apply to this? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, yeah, in uh, 2018, the city did try to levy the, op- the empty homes tax against Dunsmuir, uh, or against Holborn. And that's kind of like the, home- the empty homes tax is, first of all, it's to discourage people just holding like their condos vacant, um, just as like a, um, you know, get them back into the housing stock. But another thing it's supposed to do is encourage people to develop their properties in a timely manner and not just sit on them and do what some people refer to as land banking, which is just like wait for the for the value of the property to rise. So the city did try this. They tried to levy the empty home tax against um, against Holborn. But uh, Holborn argued in court that the city had changed the zoning to allow only um, commercial use in this one specific area. And that after the building was left vacant for, um, you know, a six month period after that, the empty homes tax could no longer apply. And it seems as though either the court agreed with that or the city just decided that they that they probably weren't going to win. And they actually set that aside. So in the meantime, then nothing happens here, even though there is this kind of desperate need for housing, for places for people to go. You've got this big building there. Yeah, it's it's really sad. And I think actually when I this is part of our I wrote about this as part of our monthly place detective series where we just once a month, we just do this fun thing where we like look and look at a mysterious place and it can kind of be anywhere in BC. And people had actually written to me when I first started this series and said, hey, can you look into this? And there was more than one person. So it's obviously Obviously, lots of people in the city kind of look at it and go, geez, what is going on with that building? It has that weird sign on it that says student housing, and it obviously hasn't been student housing for a very long time. And so my story just kind of goes into like, yeah, it's not it wasn't really student housing. It was it was housing for poor people. And, um, you know, as Wendy Peterson, the SRO housing advocate, points out in my story, um, there have been lots of times when people have real estate developers and owners have sort of speculated on poor people's homes. And she points out that that really kind of puts strain on the whole housing system in downtown Vancouver, um, where a lot of people rely on these on these SRO rooms for housing. And what kind of response have you gotten from asking about this with this piece? Well, I haven't really gotten a lot of response from the city or anything, uh, but it's it's been like a really it's been one of our better performing stories in this series. Um, we've gotten you know a lot of people sharing it on social media and saying thanks for looking into this because it is a very we do we do we do like investigate we like act like <laughs> little little detectives when we do these stories and so people kind of get the full story of this story and there's some incredibly colorful stories so. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. If you like reading about local history, I and do. you're also just curious about this building. Um, yeah, <laughs> All of the above. Jen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Sammy. That's Jen St. Denise, civic reporter for the Taiyi.ca, writing about the Dunsmuir House. It's a building downtown. You've probably seen it. You've walked by it. It's quite unique looking. You're like, oh, this is kind of a cool building. Why hasn't anything been done with it? It's been 10 years that it's been sitting there empty.